Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. All right, and we're live. Now, I am stoked to introduce you to today's guest. I'm calling him. I'm calling it right now. He's a social Einstein. He's a marketing <sighs> wizard. I'm, a, I'm looking forward to learning from him. Business development, badass startup mentor. He's also an investor, founder, CEO of Strike Social, which happens to be the 17th fastest growing company in the United States, everyone. Patrick McKenna, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, Thanks man. For on the show. Did I leave anything off that intro? How are we doing? That was, that, I, I get kind of embarrassed about stuff like that, but yeah, you know, you're, you're good. <laughs> We've had some, you know, some guests have like, no, I'm just going to clip that and put that on my cell phone. So when I wake up in the morning, it's just Casey going, this guy's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks Casey. I appreciate it. <sighs> no worries, man. So the theme for today, right? We really want to get these lessons out. I'm looking forward to learning from you. You know, we're talking marketing, we're talking about social, but also the idea of the advertising and lead gen and how that all ties together. And then a little sure. bit of future marketing, like where's this all going? So with that sure. in mind, let me pick this thing up. It's heavy. I'm going to pass it over to you. This is Thor's hammer. So <laughs> Thor's hammer and, and smash for me. Yes, there it is. Smash <laughs> a myth, some bogus strategy you've been hearing or, or some misconceptions we have in marketing around, you know, what, what just drives you crazy? Yeah, you know, I think across all platforms, there, there tends to be this, uh, we'll find you the customer. Like, you, you, you know, Facebook will say, just put your budget in there and, 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 and let it run. Yeah, just give us uh, your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep it the same every day. Uh, you know, Google say the same thing. They'll say, hey, we'll do the optimization for you. They don't even get to sound really easy. And uh, if you want to be exceptional at performing, it's not. It's not easy. Um, so, so that's probably the biggest myth going around. And, and it is sold every single day by the platform owners. So Got it. So and let me just sort of break this down. So yeah. you know, you're getting on Facebook. You're getting on Google AdWords. Yep. You're setting your daily budget. Yep. You're trying to say, don't worry. Just put your credit card in. You'll be good. And pick a couple keywords, find the biggest audience you possibly can find, and we'll send that traffic your way. Don't worry, everything's good. And they're just kind of like, just roll with it. Just and and we'll, you're saying is this is crazy talk. We'll 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 find you the customer. Once we find, find the customer, customer, you you know the system will be told that we made a sale for you, and then we'll go find all the people that look like that person for you, and you don't have to do anything. And, and, uh, that's not how it works. What, it, how does it work? What, what, if that's not true, what, it, what is true? Yeah. So what is true is it's a computer and, yeah. and, you know, it's ads manager or it's, it's AdWords or it's DB 360 or, you know, it's whatever the platform is calling their, their advertising, you know, solution. Got it. And, and you gotta be really specific about talking to that computer. You need to tell them what audiences you're trying to hit, age groups, device. Now, now Facebook has gotten better at sort of packaging things together mm -hmm. um, from an audience perspective, 
But what we see in Facebook a lot is this even budget. So, and, 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 and they'll tell you that. They'll say, hey, if you're gonna spend $5,000 a day, then spend $5,000 a day every day. And, and we'll right. go, you know, you know this, Casey, we have a lot of data scientists over here. We'll go in and we'll look at that and we'll be like, hey, look, you know, you're, you're paying four times more on Monday Jeez. than you are on Sunday for the customer. So, so take your budget and move it from Monday to <laughs> Sunday and spend less. I'm not saying don't yeah. spend anything on Monday, but the data may tell you that that's what you need to do and you should do it immediately. So that, that, that's, that's one, you know, I think a huge misconception in the market right now. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it makes sense for them. They get that even spend on their side, but is that really serving you? You have the data scientists looking at it and they're telling you no. And it's not like you get a better person Monday than Sunday, per, you know, unless the data showed that. So in this case, hey, spend the money wisely. And it, it just kind of helps smash that myth that you got to still look out for, you got to have the data and the knowledge to be able to operate on these platforms. You Otherwise you get eaten up. You know, it reminds me of, trying to play poker and thinking I'm going to win because I did okay at a, like a friend's table in the neighborhood and I go to like Foxwoods or something. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, I guess if you play a small stakes table, it's slower. So you don't notice how deliberately quickly you're losing your money, yeah. you know, but it's like, you know, I had actually a friend, Sean who plays poker and um, I thought oh, I could win. And it was probably a problem because half the problem with gambling is you think you can win and then you try to play more. He tells me he wins poker tournaments. He goes, "Oh yeah, you know the last you know eight hands, you had a good hand. You did X, Y, and Z on all the different steps. The last time you had a bad hand, you did all the X, Y, and Z." And he knows that for every single person at the table and the percentages. And I'm like, "Shit, I thought I'd be coy and bluff that I had two kings." And he's thinking like way beyond me, you know? So yeah. It's like yeah. Sometimes we're doing this with AdWords too. We're getting in there like, "Ooh, I'm gonna target this keyword." And it's like there there are layers beyond this that other you know, the pros are actually addressing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it gets even more granular within, within AdWords and within, within uh, let's say you're buying a YouTube advertisement. Um, in, that, in those platforms, you really need to tell that computer what you're looking for all the way down to breaking out every single age group, breaking out really? every single, de oh, absolutely. You go bucket in, you know, 18 to 54 oh, males and females in one line and you say hey i want them to have this interest and and here are some keywords and here's some affinity and 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 you do that in the in and i mean just think about it for a second like a an 18 year old doesn't have the same you know likes as right. interests as as say even a 30 year old or even yeah. maybe a 25 year old. So when you start bucketing all that stuff together, the data that you get back is gonna be bucketed together. So you may right. even be performing, but at the end of the day in, in your report, that CSV file, which is just an Excel spreadsheet that you pull out of AdWords to analyze, you're not gonna be able to find what was performing? It's just going to say, hey, you know, here, here's, here's what your sales were if right. you're selling something. So, um, you know, and it goes the same way for, for, for um, awareness campaigns. 
I mean, you, you gotta be able to understand like it was 18 year olds, you know, UFC on mobile versus, you know, a 35 year old uh, who's interested in the NFL Right. on his on his tablet or his desktop you, you gotta know that stuff so that when you're planning the next right. campaign you're starting in a better spot so uh, on, on the facebook side the pitch is um well if you keep the budget the same the system's learning more and so it's almost like it, it'll it'll fix monday it's not going to fix monday Monday's always going to be poorer performing than, than, than your Sunday. At least it was for this one company. Right. And for them, you know, you get this diminishing return if you don't, if you don't go and, and, and start pulling those levers in that fashion, heavy and up in certain days and even in certain hours, it can get like wow. that. You got to wow. be ridiculous. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't thought of what you mentioned. You know, it makes sense. It's like a no brainer that when you get super specific, um, I guess and I've heard that, but not everyone knows that. So if you're out there, yeah. that's really important. Get specific yeah. for the results. But what I also didn't realize was the reporting. It's will all be, about insights. The more specific you are with your targeting, the more specific reporting you'll get out the back end. It's it's all, your point, a big bucket of like millennials with the uh, the grandparents. You're not gonna. It's gonna be all mushy. You're gonna be like, oh, this is underperforming. You don't even know if it's performing. Maybe it's killing it with one age group, and it's just flat out losing with another and you have an age group or whatever the group you know um and but you don't know that if you're doing it all together so yeah i mean uh, you know one of the examples we used to use years ago when we really started seeing that 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 things might be uh uh <laughs> there might be some trouble with the nfl is um you know the 18 year olds and and the younger millennial group they weren't interested in it Right. And so you're asking for that, that, you know, you got Super Bowl ads coming up, right? You're asking for that, that audience that's similar to that, you know, 40 year old plus audience that's interested in the NFL right now. Right. You go ask them about the NFL, the type of customer you're looking for is actually MMA and UFC. Right. Or you know, Red Bull, Red Bull sports or Red Bull or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Not, and if you don't, if you don't ask that, you're, you're, you're not going to get that type of customer. So, and, and it'll all come back in the reports. It's all about getting the insights out because Casey, that's going to inform everything that, I mean, if you wanted to go to TV, you know, where to go to TV for, to hit that certain type of demographic radio, the same, the same way, you know, if I'm, right. if, am I going to go blast radio for an 18 year old yeah. or am I going to go to, you know, a podcast like you have, yeah, right? You, totally. you talk to them and they're on, you know, they're not listening to music right now. They're, they're listening to podcasts, you know? So you gotta, yeah. you gotta know where the audience is. And if you don't, you're, you're kind of in trouble and you got to tell the computer, right. where, you know, what you want, you know? So now, I got a sense most people don't even know what they want or cause I'm, or maybe something else. Why aren't we doing this? We just don't know to do it or do we just not know the things to tell the computer? You know, uh, what, what's your sense on that? Yeah. You know what there is, there is part of that too. Like and that's where yeah. if you're starting out, you gotta be testing, right? And yeah. it doesn't take much budget to, to test and get some sort of, statistical significance of where this audience is. And then from there, you're literally going, well, what does this audience, what would this 
UFC, and I keep saying that, UFC audience, what, what else are they interested in? Like we just right. talked about, is it, is it action sports? Uh, is it, is it uh, you know, technophiles? Is it, is it, you know, podcasting? You know, what are those other similar interests and likes and keywords? And you just keep going down and expanding that rabbit hole. Now, we have technology that does all that stuff. Right. We've mapped with our data scientists a, a, a lot of audience-based uh, advertising within the auction. And, um, and so we can, we can provide that stuff for our customers so they don't have to go through the exercise you and I are going through. You know, I was with- just going to ask you. If I don't have that, how do I get that? I, I, I don't know if my ideal customer watches UFC or The Voice, you know, yeah. or any of these things. So you're saying like you're able to help out. You have the technology, data scientists. I mean, is that, I mean, is that, I guess nobody has that until you start testing and that's how you're figuring it out. Yeah. And so, and so when we, when we got in there, when we got into these platforms and, and we started with YouTube, um, we broke, we broke everything out. It was a massive multivariant test strategy for us. And, and, and that's challenging, right? Because you've got all these different lines within the platform, you know, 18 to 24 male interest in, um, you know, action sports, let's say mobile desktop tablet though. That's all one ask. Then you go to female. Then you know what I mean? And you keep going down the list. And so you'll end up with, let's say, 40 to 100 rows of asks from that, from that computer in, mm-hmm. in AdWords. And, and I'm speaking specifically about the YouTube side, right? Sure. And then that data that you get back is going to help you with your next campaign. And so what we did in all that planning and all that buying strategy is we put that into our data scientists and try to keep your, try to keep your naming conventions clean because you're not going to be able to do anything without having a naming convention on the front of that request in a, in a, in a scalable way. Right. And we did that. And then we just started crunching all of that data and, and we started mapping audiences. What are these people really interested in? And so that that's, I don't know if that that helps. I don't want to get too nerdy on here, but it's oh, you know it was, a, it was a nerds, nerds, are, nerds run the world, man, right? And look, I love data. I mean, I yeah. as a marketer, like it's in the data. It's yeah. in the data, and and if you just get it out of there, um, set it up right, and get it out of there, you're going to be you're going to be successful, right? But you yeah. got to get it out of there. I mean, this this almost. I don't know if this is even another myth to smash, but doing it on your own, like you, you don't, you can't ping a data scientist, you know, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know where, where would you find one, right? So is it, are you seeing, because things are getting more competitive, you got to be more specific, uh, you know, the bigger brands need to, and just anyone in marketing needs to, you know, enlist a team like yours or whoever. I mean, I'm not trying to even plug you. I'm just saying like in general, yeah. you need like a team to support you. Because if you're trying to do little bidding games, it's like me playing poker back in the day. Yeah. Rushed. Yeah. Yeah. We have a very expensive, sophisticated machine Mm. that took us, you know, five years of mountains of data, terabytes and terabytes of data. And that's in AWS. 
<laughs> nice. We programmed this box, you know, ourselves, the data scientists did. And um, we, sell, we do sell that. Um, okay. We call that our DSAS solution. And, and some of the things it'll do is it'll tell you, like, it, like another one in Facebook, here's a myth to smash in Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Um, smash. Facebook, it, what's going on in Facebook is people are sitting in their lookalikes way too much. And what happens when you do that is your cost for advertising goes up. What's that and mean? Almost, well, sitting in look so you, a lookalike is someone in your CRM that purchased from you from Facebook. So, so, or you have a, a, a client list of emails that you've uploaded into Facebook and you're saying, Hey, Facebook, these are the people that have bought for me. Go find me other people that look like those. Okay. What happens is, is you sit in an audience and as you try to scale your budget, your curve line just goes like that. It starts, yeah. as you start to scale that budget, it starts to drop. And the reason is because Facebook's run out of the ability to go find more people that look like your customer because you don't have enough customers anymore. Right. It's just like, I can't, you got to give me more information. It's really just asking for more information. And when you start putting in additional audiences in Facebook, you can start to find more efficiencies. And then your curve line kind of starts to go like that instead of falling off a cliff. So, right. You know, and you start to see these things happen at, say, you know, five, going from a $5,000 daily budget to a 10000 And then from a yeah. 10000 to a 25000 Sure. And you start to see this thing go like that. And then you get afraid and you're like, I'm going to go back down to ten grand because I was doing okay there on my, right. on my cap. It happens a lot. Yeah. And so, and so you got to grow your business, right? You got to right. get... You've got to figure out how to keep that that line from getting in that diminishing return, or otherwise you're paying two, three times more Jeez, for a customer. Same. Yeah, and for the same ones. Yep. Or just, not, or just not scaling. It's going down at that you point. You can't. You cannot scale if you sit in that. You're just gonna start losing money. And the big boys, like they can, they can, they can afford to do that, okay. right? The, you know, McDonald's can afford to pay for the diminishing return. But, oh, someone, but for someone who's trying to, for some, let's say, um, delivery restaurant, mm -hmm. you can't do that. No. You, I mean, you, you, every you dollar gotta, matters. You got to yeah. get it in the door. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's how you're going to have to get competitive in the, in these platforms. And, and, um, you know, uh, interesting. Sitting in your lookalikes. I love that. You don't, sit sit and don't sit in your lookalikes because it's not scalable. You get a you get a curve that looks like a hill instead of a mountain. That's right. That's right. And you'll get you'll fright get frightened and you'll pull back. That explains it because I've had that happen so many times where you get something yeah. that looks successful, yeah. you add a little more budget to it, and yeah. there's just there's the, the volume's not there. Yeah, you start jamming dollars in there and yeah. you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right, you tell the CEO, hey, we got success on this thing. He's like, here's 10 more grand. Like you spent five and it worked. <laughs> right. Ten. Go get, get me more of that. Well, I could pay for this all day. And then you're yeah. like, oh, oh. Yeah, it starts going down. What happened? <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's your million dollars back. So, right. so to avoid that, then you got to do the research. Tell me about it. What is a data scientist? Because you know, you've said it a couple of times today here. It's yeah. 
it's an important person, obviously a scientist looking at data, but like in the marketing context, what is that? Yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. They are programmers, so they do, they do write code, huh. um, but they're not, they're not, uh, how do I put this? They're not, they're not engineers either, te technically, meaning they're, they're not going to build you an application that's scalable to the masses that you can pull the data science just out of and it's, and it's going to work. So, right. so they'll sit in their models and do their modeling. And then you have to have an engineering staff to go connect to those pipes and have that data science visualize on the other end. Like mm -hmm. if you go look at a data scientist and what they've programmed, it looks like, um, you know, I, I guess I'm going to date myself here. It would look like you're in DOS, you know, looking at, looking like a, like a hacker script line kind of thing. Yeah. I mean the, the, in, in the, in the, in all of the data is there and it's what you're looking for. But if you sure. want to actually go give that to a customer, you know, they're going to be like, can, can we clean this up a little bit? You know, I, <laughs> I need something yeah. a little more visually pleasing here. So, um, I don't know if I answered the question. Our data what do, they do? What, what, what are they? I mean, they're coders and they're coding what? They're they usually program in, in um, Python and R and they create a data repository box and then they literally like write algorithms. And so the algorithms will look in, in our algorithms in the auction. They'll look at, you know, the the audiences that are available on the, on the platform, including seasonality and all these other metrics, but similar audiences that are there to purchase for your product at right. the same time. Huh. And so it's literally like, okay, I want, I want 18 to, to, to 24 year olds who are interested in action sports. And, and at the same time, I want this, 18 to 24 year old that's interested in, um, you know, technophile and, right. and, and, and that's my customer and I got to hit them at this specific time and I'm going to win that auction more often on let's say mobile. Got right. It. And so all of those things come in, come into play on that. And what do and, they receive with the data scientists? Like, you know, I'm, I'm Joe marketer or Casey marketer. Yeah. I'm, I send a request for them or I'm like, here's, here's customers we already have help me figure out more. Is that how it goes or what's the. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so basically they need a lot of data. Okay. Right? You, they, they, they need a ton of data and we were really fortunate in that a lot of times what happens is this is a, this is, if you're, if you're listening to this program and you're starting a marketing company and you have customers and you have data, that's not good enough. You, you, mm. you, you have to have data that's segmented by audience, demo, interest, keyword, all of wow. that stuff, mobile tablet, desktop, again, in, in AdWords. And then, and then you also have to have each one of those lines has to be named in a way that the data scientists can start pivoting those things mm. around and analyze that data across all the other 18 to 24 year old data that you have. Right. Yes. And so, you know, and then you start looking at all of the different types of targeting within the platforms themselves. And you got to analyze where am I winning with right. these guys? Like right. what, 
what's their true interest and affinity and keyword and topic for my specific brand on this specific day? Like it gets that, that crazy. And so we use a machine. We built a machine that, that, that does all this stuff. Jeez. So, yes. so they need lots of data and it, it needs to be clean data. Yes. Do you have do they, is some sort of preparation that has to happen before you send it over. You just, you just no, you just need that. That's the part that's, that's frustrating. So if you go into AdWords and you download your data and say, I want a data scientist to help me figure out, you know, what's what, where I can be more successful. Right. It's not going to work. Wow. That won't work because it's not, it has, it had to be broken out in the first place. Right. It's not broken so, out. If you're starting now, and yeah. your intention is to build a machine that's going to help you in data scientists that will help you analyze what's going on in these platforms, you've got to segment. And when you segment, you just need to put a little naming convention in front of those lines so that they can do their pivoting the way they need to do their pivoting. Yeah, don't make it some arcane code that someone has to look up. Make it something it's they can gotta, read. It, it's just got to be the same every time. Yeah, you right. And, and, and so what you'll see is a lot of agencies will be like running around, especially if they have more than one location, they'll be running around trying to get people to use what they call proper naming conventions. Mm. And that becomes a huge, a huge hassle. So it sounds so, like there's, you know, um, how many times does it happen? Like more times than not, do people come to you and, it's like, okay, well, whatever you did prior is not really usable. Let's restructure everything. And then now let's start the test and collect the data. Well, we're, well, we do it. So we run the it. ads. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, 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 yeah. So we run the ads. So we're in control of that, awesome. that process. Good. And then we had to build a, a little piece of technology that gets everybody to use. Got it. Proper naming conventions to start. Otherwise, you're literally running around the office. You'll have data scientists running around your office all day long, pounding your, you know, your, the teams over the head to say, I need <laughs> you to use a naming convention. It's like herding cats at that point. That'd be just ridiculous. It's more work. Yeah. You know, it's more work. And so, you know, and, and it's easy to just go on the platform and write one line and just right. forget about it, you know? So, does that huh. help? Yeah, that was just oh, okay. really interesting. No, this okay. is really cool. Do you see differences between uh, like the B2C world versus the B2B? Um, I, I imagine there's less data with B2B. I mean, even the biggest companies don't have as many. It's like organizations instead of consumers, but maybe you have multiple users and organization. Does that, how, how, how does that work out? You're talking about just the difference between B2C advertising and B2B advertising? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a better way of asking that. <laughs> I mean, B2B advertising is very challenging. It, it, it is very challenging. You, you, you need, you, honestly, in my opinion, and in, in, in this is just an opinion. Sure. I think you got to try to win a content war on B2B advertising. I mean, I, I think you need, you know, platforms and writers mm. and you know you need you need to win a, co a content a content play there right you don't necessarily need to do that in in b2c advertising you you can go to b2c yeah. and you can see 
what your product costs and what your acquisition costs are for that product by running an ad. Yeah. You know True. what I mean? True. So, yeah. But on, but for B to C it, it's so expensive to go find like, let's say, I remember we were running campaigns for, um, um, gorilla glass, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. iPhone glass. Corning, I Corning's gorilla glass. It's the non, it's definitely not iPhone glass. This glass no? is shatter and it's been okay. out for a long time. Okay, well, maybe yeah. they are using a type of Corning glass, but, but they're definitely not using gorilla glass. So, um, they wanted to hit, they wanted to hit, um, um, the, the, the like CTOs of icky of, 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 of phone manufacturers. Like, I mean, we're talking about, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just small and, 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 you know, they're, you know, so it's, I, I, I feel for the B2B guys, like, like it, it costs a lot. Like we spend a ton of money on salespeople, you know, right. that they, and I would love to be able to just pull a marketing lever really hard. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and get that return. Cause I do that every day for my customers. And right. that's just a lot more fun to do. But, but in this, in this space, what you got to do is you got to create content. You got to give away tips and insights. kind of like what we're doing right here. Right. right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, this is B. This is our B two B marketing strategy. Right? Exactly. We're going out and and we're talking to to guys like you and to people who are into advertising and 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 hopefully you know someone hears it and says, hey, you know what? That guy sounds intelligent. It seems like they have some stuff going on. Maybe I want to work. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, my my thought when I had this conversation is, damn, there's so much I don't even know. I need to call this guy. Right. <laughs> like, sometimes that's what content marketing does. Is you're like, there's a lot of details here. I, 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 I've read three of the 30. Let's have a call. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Casey. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and look, I mean, I'm learning stuff every day. This is, a, this is a big field with a lot of people in it. And, you know, you've got your gurus and, and all that stuff. So Totally. So we're all kind of learning from each other all the time. Talk to me about the future. Talk to me about, you know, the, the platforms that you, that are hot right now. And then where's this going? Cause I, you know, I think I used, I always say like, I hate change. I hate change in my pocket. It's annoying. And I also kind of like, don't like change in general. Uh, no one does, but you know, we're not on MySpace anymore and yeah, other platforms are changing and you know, Facebook, you hear stuff and they're getting their wrist, wrist slapped. So What's hot now in terms of, you know, a lot of your customers are seeing success on and then what, do you see other platforms emerging? And what yeah, you- I, uh, that's a great, that's a great um, one to talk about. Sure. TikTok is sort of becoming the talk of the new thing for millennials. Um, it was musically. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I, I, look. I don't use it. I don't know that much about it. Um, I think uh, Tencent is is one of their investors, which probably means SoftBank's in there as well. Huh. Um, but that one seems to be kind of the next um, millennial fad, I would say, like Snapchat was when it was starting out. 
Huh, the destination for short form mobile videos. You know, I've seen ads for this, I think on Instagram. So I don't know, this is kind of the proverbial when the, the waiter cards you, I guess that means you're young. So I guess this means I'm young because I'm getting targeted for TikTok or maybe it's a bad <laughs> campaign. Maybe you should call TikTok up and be like, did you know how old the guy was that saw your ad? Um, but okay, so, <laughs> so this is coming up, huh? It may be some business for you there. <laughs> that, I mean, that one's coming up. You know, I in 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 to be on, to be you know perfectly honest with you, it came up in a meeting at a large agency. What are you guys doing on TikTok? I haven't had time to go look at uh, if they have an ads platform yet or an auction yet. Um, I I think and and don't quote me on this. I think you have to literally call them, like you did. Uh, Snapchat back in the day to place an ad. Um, I don't think they have their auction built yet. So, but that could be the right time to do it, right? Because you know, early days of Facebook, they're giving away their ad space. Yeah, but not for me. Right? Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I I need an auction. Like my okay. yeah, yeah. my data scientists and technology need an auction to go mm. outperform other people who are typing in one line. Got it. Got right. It. So for me, calling a rep for an agency is like they would just do it themselves. Is it right? the 80s? Like, what, do I need to fax you over the TPS report? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, there's always going to be something else coming up. I, I, I you know, this, I don't know what's going to happen with the future of this social stuff, to be honest with you. Like, Facebook is a very big company. They have you know, they have the money to be very competitive with, you know, even the likes of Microsoft and Apple and Google in terms of buying engineering talent. So you got to think that they're, they're going to do well. I just heard their stock was up $18 today. I, I haven't looked, but, but you know, this, this, you know, GDPR thing is, yeah. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how far that comes over here. I got to think that they're, they're going to figure out how to, how to make their ads platform work with that. But this next 2020 election, um, you know, I know they're working on it. They got to be working on it. Right. right. If this thing blows up in their face, um, I, I feel bad for what's going to happen to Mark on the Hill. I really do. Well, I don't know. Though. Half the people on the Hill didn't know what to ask him, right? You saw those interviews where they're like, but how does Facebook make money? Well, I mean, that's... Do we have ads? <laughs> and, yeah, and you know what? That's part of the problem, yeah. right? But when you start, like, you know, messing with, uh, you know, the perceived perception is... True. You can win and lose an election, and there can be meddling from a third party. Yeah. You know, I, I I was at Microsoft when we went through the antitrust stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, that was crushing. I mean, that was, oh yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think Bill was so fed up at that point that he was just like, I'm out. You know, I'm 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 out. Like this was exhausting, and I'm out. And and so, just you get you get people up there that are gunning for you and and i think it's gonna wear you out um we'll see how mark mark handles it but he needs to be really prepared for this 2020 election interesting yeah Yeah. and the last thing that i think we want is regulation in there 
And so when he said that, uh, maybe we do need to be regulated. I got really worried. Oh, geez. I didn't know he said that. He did. Right now, 30 people or 30 people in my, in Facebook were like, don't, don't stop. He's backpedaled back on that. But, you know, try and imagine like what that's going to look like when you see the kind of questions that came at him. Like, yeah. How do you make money? You know, and then, and then the, I don't think the government's prepared to try to figure out how to regulate it. Agreed. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely one of those TBDs right now. Yeah. You because know, I was thinking about, you know, how positive it is when they, hey, hey get out the vote. You know, the little things pop up on your window yeah. to say, go vote. But technically, Facebook would know which way you lean. And if they wanted to, they could show certain people that window and certain people not that window. You know, there's all that power that can have come. You, have you looked in? There's a setting in the platform that will tell you who you are. Oh, really? Like yeah. download, download your, oh, yeah, I haven't done that. Republican, independent, Democrat. It'll, tell, it'll show you where you are. Based yeah. on what you've clicked on, or how, how do you get? Do you know how you get to that? What's I, it called? You know what? That's a good question. It's it's it. I mean, I looked at mine. I'm an independent. It got it right. So, um, it's in there. Uh, I, yeah, it's Even in there. You haven't told it. It's already made that guess. It already. Unless they took it out, it's in there. And, and, and it doesn't matter because in the ads platform, they would still be able to do it even if they took it out of your profile. Right. But it's actually in your profile, which way you lean politically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are, I mean, you talk about, I talk about our three data scientists. I mean, these guys, yeah. you know. Hundreds. Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Craziness. Well, here... My next question, because this is all fascinating. I've been learning a lot here. Who are you? How did you go from, you know, doing your thing to 17th fastest growing company ever and, you know, pre-law? Take us back. Take us back to like Little Patrick or, or wherever you want to go. But, you know, <laughs> what kind of important things, you know, shaped your life to the point where you got to where you're, you're getting? I don't know. I, you know... I, I, I had a lot of really, I, I had a few good bosses in my career and then I had some bosses that I didn't have a lot of respect for. Sure. And, and I, I, I sort of tried to take the, the, the good and, and try to get rid of the bad as much as possible to be a good boss. But I was never the guy who wanted to take the wheel. I was the guy who wanted to, kind of kind of grumble under his voice about oh, really you know i wish he could see what i could see right so how 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 did we get here um i i was at a company that was um that was in advertising okay that that was doing some you know youtube advertising and i saw a big opportunity in video advertising sure and and they weren't looking at the data the same way and they weren't storing it. They weren't analyzing it. And I had already done that as a CMO at, a, at another company. All we did was measure CACs and returns and clicks and where we were getting from and all that stuff. And so how, how did I get here? I just left. I just said, I just said you know what? I, I, I'm going to go pursue this on my own. Wow. And, 
And so how did we get here? Well, we, we literally, like myself and a, and a co-founder, we were just looking at a blank computer screen trying to, wow. trying to make it happen. So you like grab the fishbowl and you're like, let's do this. Peace. I'm out. Yeah, we did. Found it. We did. I didn't have a fishbowl. Yeah, me either. <laughs> should have though, right? Looking back. Yes. I should have had a fishbowl. Yeah. Regrets. But okay, so <laughs> you just left and you're like – you saw that opportunity. I mean, sometimes all this is, is just there's an opportunity staring at you. Yeah. Maybe doesn't fit the company you're at or no right. one's seeing it. And you're like, God, there's something here. We could help some people out. Right. And that's, you know, that's what I've learned about the, the, the bad boss part. It's not that they're a bad boss. It's just that the company, that's not the, what the company sees as the opportunity. They're mm. more focused over here. And so, you know, and I want to, you know, zag, zig, right. whatever you want to call it, you know, and then, and then, then it's, and so you get, so I would get really frustrated with that. And I think that's what made me an entrepreneur. I was like, yeah. I, you know, I'm frustrated and I want to, and I see this thing and I'm tired of writing decks about it and trying to, you know, communicate that to somebody. Mm -hmm. And, and then, and, and then you sort of jump off the, the deep end. And so that, I think some of that is, is, is also, and this is going to sound bad. I think some of that is arrogance. You know I mean? I, I, you know, I had some startups that, that didn't go so hot, you know, that I had ideas that I thought were, the, Oh my God, this is going to be huge. And they're just kind of like, Oh, well next. <laughs> right now, but you had a background even at Microsoft, right? For the audio video, you've kind of been in and around media or at least in the yeah. marketing and the sales world. Right. For a long time in biz dev. Um, we were at Microsoft. I was on the Windows Media Player team. Yeah. That. So there was the Windows Media Player and the Windows Media Encoder. And you would literally like have to take a, a tape and put it into a VCR or a CD. And you would put it in the computer and you would, I'm going to say a bad word here, rip it. But that would be <laughs> encoding it for the internet, you know? Right. And so, and so, and this is like, I'm really dating myself here. This is like Napster days. Yeah, and Napster days. That day. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Remember Unregulated Napster? That was just oh. like a wild west. It was great though. Oh, Napster was so, Napster was, I mean, look, the, the, <laughs> the business model for Napster and what they did was terrible, but that thing, that, that program worked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was a, a model. It was just like a thing that they released into the wild. Like, yeah, there was no model. I guess it was just, hey, I want to rip myself. Yeah, some invasious fish released into the jungle. You know, eating all the wildlife. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had a front row seat to you know the labels watching CD sales go. Really? Like oh yeah. Yeah, like in boardrooms watching as people are freaking out and it was so bad it was so bad and you're in the middle of like the i mean coding codex or like kind of forming what microsoft's plan was around this and then you're watching as just you know napster comes in and just, <laughs> just blows up the whole model i mean real so real networks was audio video for the internet yeah um that was our real competitor right uh, we wanted we, we, we thought the internet was going to go that direction and look, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad, 
my dad used to say, I, I really don't understand what you do. And I'm like, dad, someday you're going to turn your TV on and it's going to be playing in HD. And he said, well, what's wrong with my TV right now? Right. You know, so, <laughs> you know it was that stuff, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, funny story. Um, you know, you were looking at a, a, a you know, a, a two inch by inch and a half screen on your computer and watching the audio. And I paid for, with Microsoft bucks, we paid for, the 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 demolition of the kingdom just the just the video and audio of that okay and so i'm staring at my computer at a two inch by two inch screen and the wow kingdom's blowing up behind me you know yeah. <laughs> and i look back and i'm like oh i missed the whole thing you know what i mean i watched it on my computer you know a, a, a few blocks away <laughs> and they're smashing and you're watching it sort of a live stream and yeah tiny yeah. it's like god talk about a nerd right yeah it <laughs> it but you know the hd thing i mean for me it was football you watch you're like yeah I watch the game is that wrong and then you're like oh it's like i'm almost like i'm there you know it's wow well i can't even imagine can you imagine what it'd be like turning on a tube television in your in your house and yeah you're like, watching a great I don't even like watching clips on YouTube of the old football games. I mean, call it, call it heresy, but the old games where it's so fuzzy and you're just, yeah. oh, the Browns win the game, you know, yeah. and like, it's like, yeah, oh, when give you, me that HD. You know, I call that like levels of happiness, right? Like yeah. my dad was happy because right. he didn't have an alternative. Totally. <laughs> He's right. like, well, what's wrong with my current TV? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's going to be better. Well, it's good enough. No, no, it's going to be a lot better and things are better and, so anyway, that was a big, that was a big, big, big battle for us. And um, um, I forgot what we were talking about, Casey. Well, we're talking about you. and you're, so having you such were, a good time here. Like, know, that's, that's what we do. You know, we're not yeah. even drinking beers. I mean, yeah. Thursday. It could be. <laughs> I mean, that looks like water, but I don't know. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only a uh, 10, you know, it's not, not the whiskey yet. Oh, so. Five somewhere, as they say, in Fiji or something. <laughs> right. But, Right. I was just asking about you. You know, I know you are a sales guy as well as a yeah. marketer. Yeah, sales. A lot of companies. How, did you just Biz go dev. to sales first? Like what, you know, you're in school and you're like, let me just try this out. Or how, I mean, how, before you knew what you were supposed to be doing, how did, how did you sort of just figure that out? Just test Well, it yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. So I graduated, I gra I went to college thinking I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. And and as I started to get towards my, you know, through my junior year, I started to realize that I I really didn't want to do that. Well, you got but, lawyer hair. I mean, it's good. Oh, thanks. It's good. You got lawyer hair. Oh, but, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I, you didn't want to do the whole read the book and grind out the legal blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's not like I don't like reading. I just don't. I just didn't. You know, I think maybe that was Law and Order. Like, remember yeah, that? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was cool to be a lawyer, you know? And yeah. And you start getting into it, and you're like, this, I don't think this is going to be that fun for me. Right. And so I graduated with, with an English pre-law major, and then you start to go out to the market, like, you know, what am I, I going to do? Mm. And well, it's like, well, you know, you, you end up being a sales guy. That's what happens. When you have a liberal right. art you know, if you're not going to continue to pursue your liberal arts degree, you better learn how to sell something. So, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> so, so that's, that, that's how I ended up there. And, and, you know, to answer your question about should, 
should should people do that? I mean, it it definitely helped shape me. It, it helped shape me from a marketing perspective. It helped shape me from a biz dev perspective. So so if I'm going full circle here, how did we do it? We looked at the market. We looked at the players in the market, and we looked at what they were offering. Mm-hmm. And and we went out and said, okay, here's where we can be profitable. And this is what, this is the message that we're going to go to market with. And the hot one was for us, we started talking about transparency in advertising immediately. Mm. And so, and so we had companies that were competing with us that were selling views and we were selling a margin that was transparent. And Ah. so, the, the people that were the buyers couldn't see it. And we would just say, look, just trust me, test it. You're buying something for 10 cents and we're going to bring it in with our margin at four, right. you know? And so, and, and, and they were like in disbelief. They're like, how are you doing that? I'm like, look, it's transparent. I'm going to let you log into our AdWords account or DB360 account and you can watch us do it. So, yeah. yeah. So it was like, you know, there's no secret sauce to this thing. It's just, we know that we're going to be able to do what, what, what we're going to do. And then it was just, once we started convincing some people, it just went. Yeah. The proof was in the pudding. So, I mean, is that how, I mean, you grew you grew this. How, how long have you been doing strike? Is it? So we started in, we started programming in like March of 2013. We started selling in September, late September. Um, we made our first sale by November and we were just kind of off to the races. It was just growth. growth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we went international. We opened up, you know, an office in Poland, one in the UK uh, one in Singapore, one in Manila. Now we're in Japan and Korea and Australia and, wow. and all over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. How do you keep track of all that? Well, you know, uh, I, I wanted to do international business. I really enjoy that, mm. that cu- cultural part of it. Um, I will say this and I will caution, you know, people, um, from a back office standpoint, it's going to cost you a lot more money. You, you, you've got, you know, taxes and, and compliance in, in all these. And, yes. Yeah. Foreign exchange, all yeah. that stuff, right? You know, a currency fluctuation in, yeah. in Australia can be huge, you know. Now, now, now take that over to Thailand or, or Japan, you know, you'll see. A, oh, man. A, you'll, you'll see a budget come in and it'll be, a, you know. 10 million yen, you know, from yeah. Japan. And you'll, you'll realize that that's, uh, you know, 10 grand. You're at 30 <laughs> trillion baht from Thailand, right? right? Right. So, you know, I, I guess the, the part that gets, um, that gets challenging with that is, 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 is you're literally working on like a 20 hour schedule mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, and it's really hard to get out of that. Right. There, there's, well, I was on the phone this morning with my, 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 you know, EMEA vice president, mm. you know, this morning, I'll, I'll, I'll probably have my, my, you know, head of, of, uh, APAC 
call me at 8 p.m. Wow. So I get a little, I get a little break between six to seven, <laughs> maybe eight o'clock, and then I'm back on the phone again, and it yeah. can be midnight. So that's the part you got to be prepared for, right? And I, and I think from our conversations earlier too, that that's what you love doing. It's like we even said hobbies. Like this is your hobby. This is your passion. So it's not a really a problem to have a call at eight p.m. because you're kind of digging it the whole time. You're having a yeah, good time. Kinda. I kind of like, if I don't get a call, I kind of like start, then I start calling. Yeah, you start calling. That's <laughs> like, not what they want. They don't want to yeah, get a phone well, call what, from you. <laughs> what's going on? You know, hey, where's, this, where's the scorecard numbers, what man? What happened today? You know, <laughs> what are you doing right now? So, right, right. Yeah, okay. I do. I do. I miss, I miss it. I, I like, I, 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 if I'm not, you know, working, I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm, I'm always wondering about work so do you ever unplug are you kind of rocking the elon musk type just in the factory all day kind of thing i woke up with my computer in my bed this morning (laughs) yeah we now be honest were you spooning it or was it just on the other side it was it was you know it was (laughs) arm's length yeah okay (laughs) first thing i did when i opened my eyes was i you know open the clam shut up (laughs) open it up and realize, oh my God, I have an I have an interview at nine o'clock. I better get going here. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All these emails, got an interview. Probably I got a shout. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. no, he told me he's doing video too. Ah. <laughs> I gotta do my hair. Yeah, seriously, the attorney hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Well, this has been really cool. You know, it's great, to, great, you know, inspiration too. Obviously, to learn from you in the data science and in the segmentation getting to know your buyer, testing them has been really cool, but also to see someone in the zone doing what their passion, you know, I think life is way too short to be doing stuff that you don't love doing, you know? I know. And that's so hard too, because that, they, you know, financial decision most of the time, right? Yeah. You're doing something, you you know, you want to do something else, but you're getting paid and you got bills and, and, you know, I was, I was fortunate in that I, 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 I didn't go run out and get married and have kids and buy a house. Right. So I did have the opportunity. Right away. Like, 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 like what people tell you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying, that, but, but if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're not already like sitting on kind of a thing, like a nest egg type thing that mm-hmm. allows you to go, cause you're going to fail sometimes. Totally. You might fail a lot of times, but you're going to learn from every single one of those. And the thing that was always great for me is I could go, I could always go back. Like I, right. I left Microsoft, went to a startup and then went back to Microsoft. So, right. you know, you can always find that paycheck job while you, while you iterate, you know, the next thing. And that becomes harder to do when you've got, you know, mouths to feed. And, and so I, I, yeah, all the things. Yeah. That worked for me. Once you start accumulating things, you're, you're, you know, gets tougher. So yeah, there's more risk. Yeah. It's harder to handle the risk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were times, you know, when we're, when we're really working, you know, 22 hours a day uh, where, where, you know, my significant other was like, you know what, why don't you just go back to microsoft during this you know in the beginning because it's like you're you're flushing you're flushing your bank account 
you're flushing yeah. it down the you're, you're hopefully not down the toilet but you're fl- you're you're really tapping that thing yeah yeah so yeah yeah so it's, i it's, it's, i, I, I remember yeah. A reminder of that every, every time she's, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, we, I could still be at Microsoft right now. Hey, you know. Instead of balling in 18 different countries. Could be sitting over there, you know. You're in Japan yeah. right now with me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, yeah. you know, tell you what, how can people connect with you? You know, good, you throw out some URLs, we'll put them in the show notes. Okay. Uh, strike yourself, you know, however you'd like to connect with people, LinkedIn, et cetera. I think we talked about this, uh, strike social.com. Okay. We have, a, we have a drift bot on there. Nice. I like what drift is doing a lot. Um, you can reach me there. And then of course I have all the, all the handles, you know, I'm on Twitter, uh, VPAT MCK on Twitter, um, Patrick McKenna, LinkedIn, um, you know, yeah, I, it, I think it still says I live in Los Angeles. I live on both coasts, Reno and Chicago. So I wouldn't be surprised if you kind of live at 30,000 feet some of these times just to get I to do. all the different places. I'm about to start a big Asia tour here. Oh, yeah? yeah, gearing up for it. Yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be Australia and you got to do both Sydney and, and Melbourne. And then, and then I fly over to Japan and then I'll loop through Singapore and out through Manila and then back. So, um, that'd be like a, like a two and a half week gig. So do you have a favorite of those uh, destinations? I mean, obviously all the teams are equal and, but like any, any of those locales favorites for, from like a touristy standpoint or just visiting? You know, I, you know, the sad truth is I don't get a lot of time to, I remember mm-hmm. the first time I went to Australia, people were like, how was it? And I'm like, you know, I saw, you know, <laughs> this, this building. Sydney theater as I was driving, you know, down the, down the highway. And I sort of waved to it as I was flying out of town, but, um, I really had a good time in Japan. I, I, you know, just that, the, that, that the culture there is so different than anything else that you're going to get a taste of. I think I had a seven hour dinner with, with a group I just met, you know, which was, you know, it was, it was cool. It was a long dinner, but dinner. (laughs) Yeah, but you're drinking cool. sake every course. That- you're drinking sake and you're drinking whiskey too, and you're eating a lot of different types of food. And um, and I enjoy sushi and fish. And, yeah, and so um, they're just they're 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 from a societal standpoint. You know, everybody's on 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 the right side of the ele- of, of the escalator. Mm-hmm. There's there's. I'm an American and I'm walking around with my coffee cup. People don't do that there. There's no garbage cans there. Oh, wow. They don't eat and walk around. They don't drink and walk around. They, they're, you know, it's, it's, and, and, and no one does it. And we're talking about tens of millions of people. You right. open up your hotel room window in Japan and you look out and you're like, whoa, I'm not in yeah. Japan anymore. <laughs> so, I remember yeah. the crosswalks. I remember. I was right the- there. Don't cross. Yeah. Looking around. There's no cars. And I'm going I'm to probably brutalize this name, but I was, I was right staying at the Shibuya uh, crosswalk where they have, I don't know, I think it's like 200,000 people oh, every, wow. every hour or whatever cross that crosswalk. I mean, it's, it's, in, it's crazy. Shibuya, oh, I, yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah. Wow. See that? It's amazing. 
the light turns and they're going this way and that way and cross and, and then it boom. And then they're all waiting. You know, no one goes like in New York, you have a a momentary blip in traffic. You've got like people flooding the street and doing this and that. There's none of that. Not not the case. Yeah. Follow the rules and it makes their society work. And there's not an an inch that you can find that's not a a livable space that they've created. Oh, yeah. Business or something. It's incredible. In the culture too, I remember I stayed at a, the Palace Hotel right across from the Imperial Palace. Went for a jog around the Imperial Palace in the morning. Like, what, oh, what a pleasure, you know, to yeah. do something like that. Yeah, I saw these guys at that same crosswalk. I saw these guys playing soccer on the roof at night. You know, wow. 15, 20 stories in the air. And I was like, yeah, they have lights up and everything. <laughs> this is so cool. You know, I mean, they just... Yeah. They know how to maximize their space and it's orderly. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. But I can't say, you know, that, that you know, Australia is just different. You yeah. know, the people are friendly and they can take them out and you can have a beer with them. And, you know, they're, they're up for a laugh and a good time. And, and um, it's, different. it's different. I think it's the differences that are appealing too. You know, yeah. Singapore, also different. Different yeah. from Japan, dramatically so. But... But interesting more, at the same time. I think I think more friendly in in, in Singapore. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, it's almost to Thailand, right? So it's really friendly. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I love Singapore. Singapore. The last so I went to Singapore, then I didn't get there a year, and I and I swear it felt like they had built you know three more mm-hmm. you know eighty story <laughs> towers. You're it's like so you know crazy. how did you do that? You right. Know, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's no traffic there. You can get from the airport down to your hotel in 25 minutes or less. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. place. Yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. Well, I don't yeah. know if you looked at the time, but time has like flown by. <laughs> a, little, a little warp here. Be like, hey, get back to your calls. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me on the show. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, let, let's keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'll, we'll have, to, have to hear about some of the places you've been to and maybe you can report back and tell us, you know, try out TikTok and let us know how it goes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I need to call them actually. I got to give them a call. Give them a, give them a buzz. Yeah. Uh, well, this is great. And so, you know, thank you. And so for everyone out there listening, if you learned something, and I know you did, because I've got pages of notes over here. If, if you learn something, share this with someone else. Get it in their hands so that you're the yeah. one empowering them and, uh, and kind of get the message out, especially around don't do it alone. Don't, don't join that poker tournament with all your, all your chips and not have someone in your corner. Um, strike Social, you know, check them out as well. And uh, thanks again, Patrick. This has been awesome. Thanks, Casey. Pleasure being on the show. Really appreciate it. Have a great day, bud. You too. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.